Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> Why do we own this DVD? Your true host, Sean Takaki, and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own this DVD? Yeah. Why do we own the DVD? Represent Sean Takaki and his wife Diane. Yeah. Just wanna say, why do we own this DVD? Why? Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. You are so excited to talk about this movie. I was, now I'm tired. Did you have coffee? Nope. Well. I'm just kidding. I am excited. <laughs> As you're playing Pokemon. I haven't been this excited to do a, a movie in. Really? Ever? I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. I, that makes me. I mean, I knew I liked this movie. I didn't realize I loved oh. this movie. He's on Unabashedly. The... And I know it has its detractors. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. We'll get into that. But I don't care. No. That's fine. I I mean, I think I used the word saccharine last night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, this movie is can be a, a labeled very saccharine by cynical Sure. People. Why not? Of which I am usually one of those cynical uh-huh. people. But you know what? And I'm and I'm certainly not a saccharine loving person usually. But I really like this movie. You liked the saccharine. I liked the sweet because I like a good bag of candy corn once a year. Oh, this is your bag of candy corn. And this might be my one annual bag of candy corn. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, we are a podcast. That we are. That why we, do we own this DVD? Why do we? Why don't? Why wouldn't we? Is what I say. Okay. At least for this one. Uh, Some I, the other ones. <laughs> I'm Diane. That's Sean. We talk about our DVD collection. And tonight we're talking about a Christmas movie. Because it's yeah. May. It's May. We're talking about a Christmas. This is a Christmas movie. You can't it, say it's not because it no, takes place. I mean, it's all about Christmas. All of the resolutions for the storylines rely on Christmas being the the thing that propels them to say the thing mm. they want to say or do the thing they want to do. Okay, yeah, because it's Christmas and that's what <clears throat> you do. Apparently, is that what you do on Christmas? I don't know. Open you, presents. You profess things, or you. You say the thing that's been on your mind, like, you know. No, it's just, it's a movie. Like. It makes for a better movie. Well, because, like, there were multiple messages of, you, it's Christmas time, so when else could I say whatever Maybe I'm going to say? Maybe in Britain, they do like, things differently. Tell the truth because it's Christmas and that's what you do. You would never, whatever. you would never tell the truth. Well, I mean, <laughs> not because it's Christmas. Okay, I because you don't celebrate holidays. I, I mean, and Christmas is my least favorite one, which is so weird. I hate Christmas. I hate it. 
Okay. I don't hate the... I just hate the... the I get, well, I, mean, I guess I hate the commercialization of Christmas. I okay. guess. All right. You can ignore that, you know. Because, I mean, I love... Because, you know, I love to give gifts. Do you? I do. I'm good at it. Okay. I don't care so much about receiving them because... Because you buy everything for yourself. I know. I'm my best gift giver. It's so frustrating, guys. (laughs) Fucking sucks. But but I do like trying... Because for me, it's like a puzzle game in my own head of what would surprise them and that would delight them at the same time. That's lovely. So what movie are we talking about tonight? From 2003, the British romantic comedy... Love actually. Okay, you can answer your question, I guess. Yeah, because you're dumb. Uh, this movie opened November 14th, 2003, written and directed by Richard Curtis, uh, who has written and directed some other British type movies. Well, I think this was his first directing thing, though, right? Did he not direct Notting Hill? Pretty sure he did. No, I don't know. No, you know him as like the guy who wrote like Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, Love Actually. He wrote a bunch of stuff for a bunch of Mr. Bean stuff. Sure, a long time Black ago. Black Adder. Hmm. I think. Um. So this movie mostly filmed on location in London. The it uh. Says it delves into different aspects of love as shown through 10 separate stories involving a wide variety of individuals, many who are shown to be interlinked as the tales progress. I didn't know Richard Curtis was Kiwi. Yes, he's New Zealand born. (laughs) I said Australian. The story begins five weeks before Christmas and is played out in a weekly countdown until the holiday, followed by an epilogue that takes place uh, a month after Christmas. Yes, this was his <clears throat> first thing he directed, and he directed okay. Pirate Radio. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Something called About Time. Mm-hmm. It was Rachel McAdams, right? Oh, it looks like it, sure. And Donald Gleason. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. He directed some video short. Okay. Yep. And then he directed the Red Nose Day, actually. Yep. Okay. So he has not directed... He's a writer. Really anything. Yeah, he's a writer. He's written mostly everything that you know of. I mean, he, he could he could hang his hat on I directed Love Actually. That's good enough. Sure. Go out while you're on top. Go out on a high note. I don't know. Um so Yeah, he's movie, written everything. Okay. This movie begins with a voiceover from David. Character David. Who's David in this movie? Prime Minister. Prime Minister David, played by Hugh Grant, um, commenting that whenever he gets gloomy about the state of the world, he thinks about the arrivals terminal at Heathrow Airport and the pure, uncomplicated love felt as friends and families welcome their arriving loved ones. I did like, because I mean, and that book ends the movie too, Mm -hmm. but I did like that. It's funny because I hadn't seen this movie in a long time and I was like, I saw the beginning. I'm like, is this some like 9-11 shit? And sure enough, it, he says, you know. He mentions, yeah, he mentions 9-11, the events of 9-11. Yeah, you want to continue? No, I didn't know where you were going. 
He says that the messages left by the people who died on the 9-11 planes were messages of love, not hate. Oh, yeah. All the, yeah, yeah. All the phone messages that came out. Of, yeah. Then the film then tells the love stories of these 10 or 10 separate stories involving multiple people. I mean, and it's so me having never watched Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mm-hmm. I started, I remember, because we talked about this before. Yeah, I saw it about 25 years oh, ago. Oh, I started watching it, didn't get it, so I turned it off or whatever. It's very British. It's more British than anything And I think else. I wasn't ready for it. Okay. You know? Because Andy McDowell throws you off? Because she throws me off. No, but I just, I think it was just too British for my young senses at the time. Yeah, because that came out in 94 and I was 15, but I wanted to see it so bad because I, I was like, who is this Hugh Grant that everyone likes? But yeah, when I saw it, like the following year, I'm like, I know, it's really British. But I mean, I'm guessing for Weddings and a Funeral, I'm guessing it's at least four stories. Four I'm, weddings. I would, I'm yeah. guessing it's, I'm guessing it's maybe five stories. Maybe. Five wedding stories and a, sure. and a funeral story. So, I mean, he seems to write, or he seems to be very good at writing very branched off. But then you have something story, like... And they all kind of connect. Then you have something like Notting Hill, which is one story, pretty much. One through line, not a whole lot of branching out. Right, yeah. But right. I mean, to to do something like like love actually I mean you look at it and it's it seems complex Yeah it it is cuz it's almost like you're but, writing you know 10 different episodes and making sure they all connect and making making them all kind of and doing 10 crossovers basically But the way he does it it's very easy to follow Yeah you understand who all these people are The only thing I did is the only thing I didn't understand at first, which I learned afterwards, was Colin Firth's relationship to everyone else. Because they all seem to, mm-hmm. kind of, they, they're all like separated by one degree or uh-huh. less, uh-huh. you know? The exception being Bill Nye and his manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go through the 10 different stories and then we can tell each other which one's our favorite. <laughs> okay. So there's Billy Mac and Joe. Um, I love. Billy well, Mack. I love Bill Nye, so I mean. Bill Mack uh, is a rock and roll legend, played by Bill Nye. Uh, and uh, Joe is his longtime manager, his overweight manager. He always calls him that. Uh, that, he, that that's a running theme throughout this movie, too. It's 2003. It's, it's, I think it's also, I think it's kind of a, it seems like a very British, British sensibility. Thing. And it's, it's, the, it's one of the things that hasn't aged that well, like the fat jokes. Because, A, she's not fat at all. Martine McCutcheon. Whoever Natalie is. I love her so I know much. You anyway. Oh, my God. Um, so Billy Mack, is, he's re- he records a Christmas version of the song Love is All Around, because in Britain they do that Christmas song contest. Um, although he thinks the record is terrible, Mack promotes the release and hope it will become the Christmas number one single, which it does, of course. Um, after briefly celebrating his victory at a party hosted by certain El- Sir Elton John, Billy certain Elton realizes John. that um, Joe manager manager Joe is in need of affection and suggests that he and Joe celebrate Christmas by getting drunk and watching porn. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, because yeah, throughout the movie, I mean, Billy Mac is 
doing all kinds of weird radio junkets and stuff, just promoting mm-hmm. his his shit song, his dumb song that he knows is terrible. He hates it. Mm-hmm. And for him and Joe, the manager, it really is just a cash grab for them. Oh, of course, you yeah. Know? I mean, they know it'll sell because it's. I mean it. I it's feel a shitty it in schlocky my fingers. It's a I shitty schlocky Christmas song. Toes. Which is which that song is harkens back to for weddings and funeral because the group Wet 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 did a version of Love Is All Around. That song went to number one, was all over the radio. Having never seen <sighs> that, I don't know. But you didn't I'm sure you heard it on the radio. Maybe. I, it, like in America, it was played all the time too. Anyway, but I do, I, and I do, and I, yeah, and I do love when Billy Mac is doing all of his interviews and things, and he's he's seemingly trying to self sabotage the yeah, success of the song. He's always talking about how bad it is, and I the, mean, and he's willing to just end his career. And his, you know, poor manager Joe was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and the this guy, he's constantly throwing him under the bus, always referring to him as just boring and fat and old, and but then he realizes. He's the one guy he loves the most. Yeah, he, they've been through everything together. And you got it because he shows up at Joe's house with a bottle of wine. And it's, his walls are plastered with Billy Mac iconography, yeah. all the albums, all the gold records. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can see that as frustrated as Joe gets with you know dealing with this diva rock star kind of guy, he loves him. Mm-hmm. Unconditionally, yeah, and Billy Mac realizes that he loves his manager unconditionally too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they've been through it all, mm-hmm. and they're just two old farts, yeah, who are just you know trying to hang on to the rock and roll lifestyle, which yeah, which is to see Bill Nye do it is very endearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as old and gross as he is, I mean. And we saw Bill Nye at the Pirates of the Caribbean premiere. We We also saw one of our next characters, persons. Mm -hmm. So there's Juliet, Peter, and Mark. Isn't this how the movie starts with the wedding? Kind of, because, I, I mean, the movie starts with us meeting the prime minister, him meeting his staff. Oh. Terrence, the, who looks like his pervert uncle, Terrence, and that's the first scene. Okay, yeah, and then well, just, the first no, the first scene is I thought it was the, Bill, is Bill, is Nye, Bill Nye singing the yeah. shit song. Yeah, when does the okay? Anyway, Juliet, Peter, and Mark. So Juliet, because well, because mm-hmm. Colin Firth is getting ready to go to a wedding. Okay, and his girlfriend doesn't want to go because she's sick, supposedly. That bitch. I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't. Maybe she had reasons. Hmm. We'll get to them. I'm just going in order of Wikipedia. And then, but yeah, and then it is, we do see Chiwetel Ejiofor and Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln. Not, not a... I said, I called him Andrew Garfield Andrew last Garfield. night. And then we're like, why wasn't he in this movie? He's British. And we yeah. see them kind of talking. We don't know what they're talking about. They're referring to like their stag night. Yep. Yeah. And Which I'm sure was a blast. Chiwetel's making sure that there's no surprises because it turns out it's the wedding day mm-hmm. and they're at the front of the church. At the, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you know, where you walk down. In front of the vicar. Sure. And Andrew Lincoln is 
reassuring him that there's no surprises. And then the doors open and we see the angelic <laughs> form and face of Kira Knightley. Yes. Personal favorite of both of ours. It's okay to say. I She was seriously may I, not have been legal in this movie. No, she was eighteen. She was eighteen when it it depends on when it was filmed. True. She would have turned eighteen in March of two thousand three, because I know her birthday. Sure. And this came out in November, so eh, you know. Doesn't matter. I mean She's very young. I certainly swooned when I saw her this last night. Oh, so did I. Like she was I mean, she's just she's lovely. <laughs> I mean, you guys, we named our daughter Kira. There's that's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. So Juliet and Peter, uh, Kira and Chewie, getting married. Um, and Mark, honestly, the best looking couple in this movie. They're very nice. Possibly, quite possibly. And I root for them and I hate Mark. You know. I hate Mark. I think most people do. Andrew Lincoln hates. Of course he does. his character does too. Of course he does. He's a selfish bastard. I. I know he did it. He wasn't res- he wasn't expecting any kind of well, reciprocation. I, I think but he could have fucked things up royally. Sh- sure. I mean but I think he's also very relatable. Like cuz I understand Would you have that, you done that? <laughs> that feeling. Please don't tell me you've done that. Okay, so everyone knows the the situation with this group of people. Um, Mark is actually he he acts like an asshole to Juliet. He doesn't he ignores not, her. Not asshole. He's no, very he cold. To very her. cold to her, you know. And she knows it, but she's like, I wish I want us to be friends. Well, because... she's even she mentions you were never warmed to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hence his coldness. <laughs> Hence his coldness. Um, but he's secretly. And then not so secretly in love with her. And she finds this out because she needs a new, she needs a better video tape of the wedding because the other videographer made everything like turquoise. And she's like, I know you had a camera. Can I see what you filmed? And he's like, no, I don't have anything. All she really wants is one good shot of her on the dress. That's not turquoise. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I get it. And she gets it when she find when we find the video. Yeah. She offers him a Banafee pie. Fucking gross. What is that? I don't know. I'm not familiar Banana with... Banana coffee pie. That's disgusting. Sometimes chocolate. And she does admit she has shit taste in pie. Hey. Wow. Wow. <laughs> she, did you hear that? <laughs> what she, you... she rammed into the microphone. Our cat is insane right now. She wants rubs. She wants happy hands. We, it's not happy hands time right now. So yeah. He's like, oh no, I can't find it. But she easily finds it on his shelf because it's labeled. It's clearly labeled. Juliet and Peter's wedding. Yeah. So she puts it in and she starts watching and she's like, oh, I look quite, I look quite pretty. Why? Because the first shot is of her walking through the door yeah. in her wedding dress. Yeah. And it's, of course, gorgeous. Yeah. She has perfect hair. Of course. It's very blonde in this movie. Not very blonde, but it has it is, very blonde It's very highlighted. Highlight. Yeah. It's, it's very frosted. Very highlighted. Um, but then she soon realizes that it's all of her. And I, I do like the realization because she's, at first, she's kind of amused by all the shots of she's her. She's like, oh, wow. Yes. There and I then, am again. Well, and then she realizes when he keeps panning off of like Peter mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and then close-ups the on close-ups her. close-ups of her mouth, which is a little creepy. Well, he's a creepy guy. 
I do like that realization where it's first just absolute confusion. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, they're all of me. Yeah. And then you just see it as if she, her face. Like, because you can almost see her kind of working out that maybe this is just like some kind of supercut huh? of just her stuff. And there's maybe one of her Peter's stuff. Maybe, but then she, yeah. rea- and then she realizes, oh, no, this is the only copy. This yeah. is the only, this is the master video tape. Yeah. This is, and she's like, but you don't like me. Yeah. And he doesn't say anything. And because, I mean, Oh, rude. He she just put pushed her, her cat out of the way. She put her ass right on my face. Come Give on, me get the rubs. Here. You can get the happy hands later. Oh, God. Continue. Yes. And she, but, and she's still confused, though. She's like, but you don't like me. Uh-huh. Why, why would, why, why is uh-huh. this? And I, does he ever, at that moment, does he admit? He doesn't. He's, he's kind of kind of backpedaling he's like this needs more edits obviously it says after an uncomfortable silence mark blurts out that he snubs her out of self-preservation like he he's been cold to her just to save his his own skin Mm. because there's no way peter wouldn't notice eventually Uh, that's true but then on christmas eve um juliet and peter are having a lovely evening at home watching tv they're having a normal yeah, they do what every couple's doing on Christmas yeah. Eve, just I mean, watching just... some Christmas show. Um, doorbell rings. It's Mark holding a boombox, playing Christmas songs, and then a big because the cover is that it's Christmas carols. He's like, tell him it's Chris, it's carol singers. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's carol singers, and they start... like, throw, throw him a quid and tell him to get out of here or whatever. Yeah, he says something funny. Then he's got the cue cards, and he it says to you know. Blah 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 to me. You are because he never everyone says, knows. Everyone knows what they say. Because it never says I love you to me or anything. You are perfect until you look like this, and it's a picture of a mummy. Yeah, and she's smiling and thinks it's wonderful. I'm going. You fucker, get out of this. You are. They have a perfectly fine relationship. Stop trying to mess things up. I hate it. Go to zombie land. And I, I do like when he's. Oh, and then he walks away. Then she runs out and gives him a kiss. A very... It's pretty innocent. It's not like... It's a very benign kiss. I mean, it, it doesn't last more than a second even. No. It's kind of like thank... It's like a it's thank very you. Sweet. Um, yeah. And then that's enough for him. Because he even says, okay, that's enough. As he walks yeah. away to himself. Because to him, he put closure on the whole mm-hmm. thing. I used to think it was a very romantic scene. It's... I. I, but as I'm old and I'm like, you know what? People do like to point at that and go, that's a glaring problem. Yes. And I think what it is, is it's a very realistic, it's a very plausible situation. I mean, but I, cause, I, mean I understand wanting the closure. I, I also get that. Tell it to your therapist. Like, I get the whole, you know, bros before hoes. That's I've, where we're going. I've never been a I have lots of bros guy. But I got lots of hoes. <laughs> what is where I mean, is this leading? So I can I but I can understand I can understand just that that whole feeling of just I, I, I get it. Again, I ask you, 
Have you done this with cue cards? No. With words? Nor, nor would I, I don't think. Oh. What? Oh. You might do this? No, what? Eventually? What are you you're no. like? Oh, no. No, no. Maybe someday. But I mean, I did. If I ran into like. But I did profess my love to someone who was obviously not mine to profess to. Oh, I don't need to know. Oh, I married her. Oh, that's very cute. Do you that whole no, thing? I don't. <laughs> I don't. All of our nights at Jerry's Deli. Okay, but I don't remember what you told me. I was wow. too... Uh, I know. I was eating my pineapple and drinking Diet Coke. Your, your monkey bowl. My monkey bowl. Um, if I saw Harry Styles in, on the street, I would tell him I loved him and be like, that's enough. I would understand that. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be realistic, Harry uh, Styles is a wonderful person. I don't know him. I mean, if... But I would tell him with a cue card if I saw again, him. Again, if I, if I ran into Rachel Lee Cook... Can we talk about the Rachel Lee Cook no, movie? No, we cannot. We are going to at the end. <laughs> Say that for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Where I talk about romantic comedies that I <laughs> fucking love. You talk about your Netflix movies or whatever. <gasps> All right, who's the next? Um, Jamie and our Ar- Aurelia. Aurelia, like I was like Ariella. I. They might be my favorite storyline, but I don't know. They're, I, for I me, will... they're one of the most fun. No, I know who my favorite. I know what my favorite storyline is. I'll get to it at the end. Jamie, writer. He's a writer, played by Colin Firth, of course. Um, who's newly single because he found out that his brother gross. He's been having an affair with his girlfriend. Yep. Gross. So he decides uh, to retreat to his French cottage where he goes to write, Mm -hmm. even though he's not the best writer. And he has a port. He gets a housekeeper. I think, yeah, the late, I think the lady who kind of runs the kind of keeps the cottage when he's not there, I think. She's a Portuguese. Finds him a Portuguese house. What's her name again? Aurelia. Aurelia. I got to I don't know why I can't remember that. She doesn't speak any English. He certainly doesn't speak Portuguese. So it's very entertaining to watch Which them. I think is one of the most... Realistic? Confounding languages. Oh, Portuguese. Because it's like you hear oh. Italian, you hear Spanish. And there's so many X's and Z sounds. And just, yeah. They're very guttural. It's, oh, it's very flimmy. It's almost like... It's, it's like a... Like a romance version of like a korean language so yeah their relationship is such a joy to watch because they can't understand each other but yet they do understand each other they're vibing they're they're definitely vibing and just the scenes with them are just so all the pages go flying into the i don't want to call it a lake it's a pond writing he's typing outside and like she accidentally moves she grabs a mug to take it away yeah. Which is his paperweight. Yeah. And so all the pages go flying into the water and she, you know, strips down to like almost nothing. To her undies. And you know, dives in to get him. And you know, he falls in love with her at this point. Obviously, he sees the little tattoo on her back. He's like, oh, God. But it's just. Yeah, she has a little tramp stamp. That's right. <laughs> sure, if you want to call it that. It's just they have the most adorable relationship. It's, because well, you it just is want the them- writing. It's the. Because it's the it's the it's the subtitles. Yeah, because you just want them to be able to understand each other. Yeah, 
even though I mean you see them falling in love with each other, even though well, because you have want no idea what you they're... want someone to go. Hey, you guys are saying the exact same thing because they are just in different ways, and they have no idea. Like and when it's he's just, like, it's, "It's my it's favorite great. time of day is driving home," and hers is like, "It's my saddest, saddest time of day because leaving you." Yeah, which I almost started crying <laughs> when she said that. I was like, "Oh," because I mean that I. That to me is a good actor mm. who can convey with basically just her face. Because weird, it does I mean, help that I know what she's saying. Yeah, because of the subtitles. But, but if you didn't have those subtitles, you would still you would see that hurt in her eyes. Yeah, I didn't mention her name, Sienna Gil Gilroy. Nope, that's her. That's his girlfriend. Oh, so I'm sorry, Lucia, Lucia, mm-hmm. Lucia Moniz. Moniz? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sienna, whatever the hell. Is unnamed girlfriend. She looked familiar, but I don't know. She actually looked like um, an American actor that I Hmm. can't think of right now either. Her name is Sienna. You know, she's British. What's that other chick's name? Sienna Sienna Miller. Jude Law. Um, Yeah, so she, um, when he drops her off. Yeah, like on the expressway or something. It is it because like he's done? His time at the cottage is done? Yeah, because it's Christmas time. Like He's going back home. Oh, yeah. He drops she's her off in her, her home. But then on Christmas Eve, you know, he's... I think she... Well, yeah, because she still... She lives in France. She lives in France, yeah. Where the cottage is, right? Yes, yeah. So, yeah, I guess he's dropping her off close to home. But her family lives there, too, even though they're Portuguese. Yeah, I mean, there's a Portuguese community or whatever. Yeah, they probably live on the border. It's right there. Sure. Portugal, France. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. But on Christmas Eve is when he realizes. Well, because he, ha- he has to, he ha- he's obligated to go home, see his dumb family that yeah. he hates. So he sees them for about two seconds. <laughs> Drops like, a bunch of shit off. I'm him. actually off, by the way, actually, or whatever. I do like two kids. I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> I know. And he, so he finds her at the restaurant she works at. She's. Well, I'm trying to see, is his brother there at the house when he. Well, I don't know. I didn't. Really... I didn't. I, meant, I didn't mean. I forgot to look. Asshole. He wouldn't show his face. I, are those his kids? <laughs> his brother's kids? Yeah. No. I hate Uncle Jamie. Kids. I hate Uncle. But um, he goes to her house, finds right. her dad, who I and love. then her 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 mean old sister or whatever. Well, because that is a callback to when he's eating the croissant or whatever, mm. and he offers her the last one, and she's like, "Oh no, I can't." She's like. And don't you go, you're getting chubby. He's like, oh, at least I have a, I don't, you know, because she's like, you should see my sister, you'll know why. Oh, yeah. More fat jokes, guys. Yeah. Whatever. So then we see the fat sister, who Who's the dad thinks fat? he's come here to marry her. And she's like, oh, I don't ever see this man. She's like, what do you care? So then they all, he goes to the restaurant and like the whole family and then everyone the else. The whole town, basically. Like yeah. follows him. It's such a, and it's a, a movie It's scene. a game of telephone because then it's mm-hmm. become, he's going to kill her. Yeah, they're like, he's here to kill my sister. Yeah, first they're walking, dad's going to sell, sell, sell Aurelia to this man, to this Englishman. Mm-hmm. And then the kid devolves and so he's going to kill her. But yeah, they arrive at the restaurant and then he's been learning Portuguese this mm-hmm. whole time. So in very broken Portuguese. It's very funny too. I mean, because yeah. that is Complete literally tr- how it would be translated. Yeah. Um, he declares his love for her, proposes, and then she says yes in broken English. And then everyone's. I know he's like, you learned English? He's like, she's like, just in cases. 
Just in cases. Yeah, it's very cute. Uh, and that brings us to Harry, Karen, and Mia. Probably the... It's the saddest one. I'm torn sure. between their storyline and then Laura Linney's storyline. Well, and also... Oh, shit. What's his name? What's Liam Neeson's name? Uh, Daniel. Daniel and Sam. Yeah. And Carol. And Joanna. Or Karen. Carol? Carol. Carol. <laughs> Claudia. <laughs> yeah. um, but Harry, played by Alan Rickman. Karen, played by Emma Thompson. They're married. They have kids. They're, you know, the kind of married mm-hmm. couple who they've been together for like 15 years. You know, it's... Yeah, they're at that cool. point in marriage where it's like very comfortable and... And I guess you have to give her a fat suit. Oh, Because she's too thin. And she had to, yeah, I, made her, had to make her look like a... Haggard old wife? Like a, like a middle-aged housewife. But she's <sighs> normally just too thin, so they had to put weight on her. Um, I love Emma Thompson. She's in my top five. I, and this is... Find how this is a year before... We see her oh, and Alan Rickman in <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. <sighs> hmm. You has, don't know? Has Emma Thompson ever been bad at anything? No. <laughs> like, no. Like, she's never had a, had like a. She's been in probably some bad movies. But she's never had like a. But you're never like, really, oh. Like a really just, oh, she's that's not, too bad. <laughs> like, she's not that great. She's always great. Right. I mean, she. I think same with Alan, Alan Rickman. Yes. 100%. And if anyone wants to see what I think is Emma Thompson's best role, if you have not seen Much Ado About Nothing, my God, that just go. We we will cover it on this podcast. But I, I it, do enjoy Much Ado. Her in that movie is just like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Anyway. um, Yeah. So they're married. They have kids. But then there's Mia, who works for Harry. British Jerry Ryan. I was like, oh, that's Jerry Ryan. It's not Jerry Ryan. I was like, yeah, of course it's Jerry Ryan. Look at those eyes. Heike? How do you say her name? Hike? I think it's Heike. Makach. Well, I don't know what the fuck that name is, but okay. Um, She's his secretary, and she is definitely... She's hot for Harry. Hot for Harry. Coming on to him, and he takes the bait. Like, he certainly doesn't... I mean, he's like, she's kind of like disclosure He doesn't You know what I mean by down, disclosure? Yeah. The movie Disclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demi, right? <laughs> Demi and Michael Douglas. Yeah. Of course it's Michael Douglas. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he doesn't do anything to because He likes the attention. Her. Of course he does. Because he's a middle-aged man who... Don't. No, I mean, he's a middle-aged man. I hope man you don't who... have a hot secretary. You have a work wife. I wish I had a, work a secretary. <laughs> I wish I was in a position to even have a secretary, uh, hot or not. Um, so at the the company Christmas party that's held at Mark's gallery. Mm-hmm. Who's Mark? We talk about Andrew him? Lincoln. Oh yeah, the butts. Um, Harry not only inquires if Mark is Mia's boyfriend, but also dances with her very closely. Um, and then he goes to. Because she's like, I want you to buy me something for Christmas. Well, because he goes off Christmas shopping and she's not even hinting. She's like, are you going to buy me anything? Like, rude. Whatever. So he buys her an ugly ass gold necklace packaged wonderfully by Rowan Atkinson. Well, it started to and then he uh-huh. doesn't. He ends up not buying it because well, Emma, Emma Thompson comes shows up. 
Well, he he buys it again later, and we see it not okay. Yeah, Christmas that's right. Hand. Yeah, because she can open the box right there. Yeah, it's wrapped differently. Yeah, he buys her the necklace. Emma Thompson, um, Karen snoops around in his coat. She feels that box in his coat, and she, she sees, sees it, it, and she's like, "Ooh." She opens so it then, and she sees that ugly gold heart necklace. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, cool. And then Christmas, she finds the a box, same shape as the one she found in his coat. She's like, oh, I'll open this one. And she opens it. It's not the necklace. It's a Joni Mitchell CD, which he knows she loves Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. is a very sweet. And he doesn't understand the appeal of Joni Mitchell. Nope. But the fact that he remembered Joni Mitchell is supposed to be meaningful to yeah. In, but, his, in his mind, it, it's me. Of course, she's like, okay, then who's that fucking necklace for? And my, my memory was that he had bought two pieces of jewelry. One was this ugly necklace, and one was a fabulous, like, diamond tennis bracelet. I don't know where this I, memory I don't know where that from. Mandela idea is in your head. And so my memory was that she had seen the tennis bracelet and instead got this ugly gold necklace. Mm-hmm. But... So yeah, I was off by one degree of yeah. luxury, I think. So she realizes this the the necklace was meant for someone else, and um, and we don't ever she ne- we don't ever get we don't she doesn't confirm who she just it doesn't that doesn't matter it doesn't matter because you know she confronts him, asks him what he would do if if he were her. She says that he's made a mockery of her of her other marriage, and that's it. I mean. Do they stay together? I don't. I can't. They, I couldn't they, figure it out. They do, but it's it's very strained. It's st- strained. Yeah, I mean, I, it's because I it's couldn't figure a, out like the epilogue. You know, like he had been. He had gone away on because they're at the airport. Yeah, he comes in from a flight. Yeah, he must have. I don't know if he was traveling for work. So they don't really say. So I was trying to figure out last night, and I'm like, they're still married. Sure. Which I mean, again, it's one of those things like he fucked up. He probably won't do it again, but their marriage will never be the same. Sure. And it's very depressing because that scene where Emma Thompson is alone in the bedroom. Where she has to she has to have her cry, but then she has to put on a strong face for her kids. Because it's Christmas, yeah. And the kids want to celebrate Christmas. And and I think, is that when they're going? They're, that's they're when going they get, to get the, ready to go to the program. Yeah. That brings us to David and Natalie. Okay, they're my favorite. This storyline's my favorite. Hmm. Because it's simply well, because Hugh Grant it's because is it's just Hugh Grant. God, he's just he's uh, he's Hugh Granty. I can't handle how perfect he is. Anyway, he he would play Hugh Grant in the biography of Hugh Grant. He would. So Hugh Grant, we mentioned earlier, plays David, the newly elected prime minister, and Natalie is a new junior member of the household staff, and. They kind of, let's say, hit it off, but you know, he's like notices her. She notices him. Well, and- I mean, he definitely is smitten with her right off the bat. Yeah, because she's very cute. She's cute anyone would be smitten with with her. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of have like a little little flirty, and even though he's like, no. Well, I I don't even know that she flirts with him. I think she's just being very naturally cute in front of him. Okay. And I, but we we know that she. But she, there's no way she can't find him attractive and you know charming, very attractive and very charming. He's and he's bumbling. He's Hugh Grant. He's Hugh Grantiest. Well, that might be Notting Hill, but 
He's the most Hugh Grant of the of everyone in this movie. Yes. He plays Hugh Grant the best in this movie. Um, and then uh, during a meeting with the U.S. president, who Billy Bob might take the cake for my favorite appearance in this movie. I, I think so, too. I, as much as I hated him, like, as yeah. a character, he's so... As an actor, he's just the juiciest right i was like he's so he's so fucking steady. handsome he's very handsome billy bob thornton you guys yeah. you want to see a handsome man i know he might seem a little kooky watch this movie and but he's so delightfully schmarmy in this but not like in a gross way but also in a gross way he's do you know what i mean like because he he is a demon but he's so like solid he's a and demon in an steady. angel's wardrobe <sighs> Because he's he's just so likably evil. And really, maybe five minutes of screen time. If, but no, not I could have watched a whole movie with him as this character. He's got that southern drawl voice. Yeah. Because he's placed the United States president, so he's from the South. This he, was during the Bush era. Just I feel like he's there. kind of he's kind of a George Bush. Mixed with Clinton, yes, because they couldn't make him full on W and be goofy. They had to, well, they had to make him kind of gross, and they had to make him like confident, like make him very appealing. They had had to make him very, very, very weathered as far as like politics goes. Yeah, can you imagine if this movie had come out after forty five? Like, Fuck that Like, shit. what would that movie present have been? Holy shit. Gross. I don't want to think about it. But, okay, so during a meeting with the U.S. president, um, they run into Natalie, and the president makes some inappropriate comments to David. We don't know. About her body. Oh, and we don't know what he says to her to make her. Cause no. Because the color just is gone from her. All the light is gone from her little sparkle. Yeah. So David walks in on Natalie serving tea and biscuits to the president and appears that something untoward mm-hmm. is happening. Natalie seems ashamed, but the president has a sly oh, that look on his mm-hmm. face. Like, yeah, I can do this. I can do whatever because I want. Because I'm Donald Trump. Gross. I don't want to talk about him. He's U.S. President Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Come on. Um. So then um, they have a joint press conference. And... Um, David's like, you know what? Fuck this guy. He thinks he can get everything he wants, but you know what? I'm taking a stand for my country, my tiny little island country. That And that speech, I felt very Britishly patriotic. Yeah, because the music. Yeah, sure. The PM's love theme. And I, I, and I like that he calls him out as we don't bow to bullies. Yeah, because you know? he full on just calls him a, a bully yeah. politician. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But then he, you know, he's like, he realizes that his relationship with Natalie has become like a dis- distraction. He has her move to a different like department, right? I, Is that I do like that he has her redistributed. Redistributed. It makes me sad. And that woman, Sally, his other assistant, the, sort of like the manager, his chief of who, staff kind uh-huh, of woman. Uh huh. She is. Perfectly British in the sense that she is so nicely cruel. Yeah. Because she calls her chubby. Yeah. With a smile. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's just like, how are you so mean and yet so again Britishly proper? I feel like in the early two thousands, yeah. it was easier to get away with fat jokes. And I feel like again, that's sort of the kind of the I that seems like a very common like British kind of mentality too. Cruel race. Yeah. What is that from? Catherine Tate, isn't it? About the Japanese? Oh, shit. shit, shiitake mushrooms. Oh, Jesus. The shit take mushrooms. <laughs> Cruel race. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. Catherine Tate. Why isn't she in this movie? <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's redistributed. But then um, he on Christmas Eve, he's looking at Christmas cards. He's all alone. And he mm. finds one from Natalie. And she signs it, you're Natalie. Is it funny how her name is like a Christmas name? I don't think that's a coincidence. No. No. It, it is. It is? Because that person's name was actually going to be Martine. Oh. But then Martine McCutcheon. Nope. That's the actress. Martine McCutcheon is the one who plays Natalie. Aurelia's character's name was going to be Martine. Oh. Martine McCutcheon auditioned for... Her namesake? Whatever. And then they had changed the name to Aurelia. Okay. Well, Natalie is a Christmas name. <laughs> Just, yes. Um, yeah, finds the, the the card and he realizes um, he wants to go f- be with her. He, well, because he's... Give he me is a car. A, he is a single unmarried prime minister. Yeah, who doesn't really want a relationship, but... Because job comes first, kind of. He's... Yeah. I do like that he's... And he is newly elected. I do like that he's a very Hugh Granty prime minister of, all right, I'm just going to try not to fuck everything up too bad. But he dances nicely. Which I... (laughs) You got to love the dance scene, guys. Pointer sisters. I mean, it's... It has... I feel like it's almost like an homage to Secret of My Success. What? Right? Isn't that the moment when he slides through the... In his underwear. Risky business? Risky business. Wow. What the hell was that? What that happened? That was Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I know. What happened to my brain? So, um, David, he knows where Natalie lives because they had a conversation about where she lives. You know, she lives on the dodgy end of this one place. So he gets a car. He's like, driver, I need my car. They drive him to the dodgy end of this place. And he goes, he's like, this is the longest street in the world. Mm-hmm. But he goes door to door looking, does, Nat- does Natalie live here? Um, I mean, he goes uh, either 50 or 100 Mm. because he starts at number one. Yeah. And we end up at 100. 100. So either he's only hitting one one side side of the street or he's going (laughs) back and forth. Um, He's forced to sing Christmas carols to some. (laughs) Those fucking kids. Um, He gets to door 100. It's actually Mia Mm -hmm. who was, you know, having an affair with Alan Rickman. And she's like, he's like, does Natalie live here? No, she lives next door. He's like, oh, God. So he knocks on the door and her whole family answers because she lives with her family. After she broke up with her boyfriend who called her fat. Yep. She, she moves back home. Yep. And the whole family's there. They're getting ready to go to the Christmas <laughs> the dad show. dad calls her plumpy. Oh, my God. Fucking. Yeah, that's like, that's like a nickname. Ugh. But um, they're all getting ready to go to the Christmas show at the school. Mm-hmm. And he go and so David goes with. Um, he well he he doesn't go with her to the show. He goes, he takes her out of the car so he can talk. Yeah. Turns out the school literally is on just the around the corner. 
Um, yeah. So Natalie sneaks him into the school. And that's where he runs into his sister, who is Karen, played by Emma mm-hmm. Thompson, their brother and sister. Um, she's already, she already knows about, you know, her husband mm-hmm. having the affair. But or she's whatever. there because their kids are in the show. Um, she thinks he's there for his niece and nephew. He's like, oh, of course I am. Um, and says that David and Natalie try to keep from being seen during the show. You know, they watch the show from backstage, but then... Uh, and then they kiss, finally, and then the um, curtain rises and they're seen by everyone. That's their story. So yeah, Natalie's character was originally called Martine. That's so and then weird. by coincidence, Martine McCutcheon auditions for the character of Martine, but they changed the name, I think, before she came into audition. Okay. Weird. <laughs> and then we have the story of Daniel, Sam, Joanna, and Carol. Another great I story mostly because of daniel and sam liam neeson plays daniel sam is thomas sangster Sangster brody oh my god he's the (sighs) cutest kid in the world if you don't know who he is you you know who he is um he played that kid on game of thrones when they rescue you know brand yeah the the child of the woods (laughs) or whatever he's the he's the voice of ferb he's the voice of ferb on famous and ferb He's in the Queen's Gambit for people who've watched that. He's old in that. It's weird because he's he's, he's forever eleven. He's actually thirteen in this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so Daniel's um wife has just passed away. Um and now he's left to take care of his stepson, Sam. It's just mm-hmm. the two of them now. Um and you know, Sam is depressed and you know, Daniel's like, Well, it's because his mom died and he ends up finding out Sam's actually depressed because he's in love. I do like when he, they're trying to figure out why he's depressed. He's like talking to Emma Thompson. He yeah. could be shooting heroin into his eyeballs. <laughs> Just go through his room, look for needles. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's falling. He's fallen for an American classmate, also named Joanna. That was his mom's name. Which I thought was very I do a like sweet he's like little spooky, right? Spooky. <laughs> played uh, Joanna, played by Olivia Olson, voice of. Marceline on Adventure Time. And also the voice. She's done a couple. She was the voice on Phineas and Ferb. Yes, the girl. The the girl that, uh, the other. With the black hair? Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it. So another Ferb friend. Um, and then after a discussion with his stepfather, decides to learn how to play the drums so he can accompany Olivia. Nope. Joanna. Because musicians always get the girl. Yep. And she's going to perform at the pageant. And so even, he's like... Even the shit musicians. Yeah. Ringo Starr married a Bond girl. He's like, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he learns how to play the drums. And it's very cute. Like, you look at this kid's face and you just, like, my ovaries burst. His dad is a drummer, Thomas. In real life. Brody's dad okay. is Mark Sangster. Okay. Um... So, yeah, he plays at the pageant, you know, and then she sings All I Want for Christmas is You, the Mariah Carey song. Um, and, and, I mean, she can sing. She can sing. And uh, at the end, you know, she go, she has to go right to the airport and fly mm-hmm. home. She's American, remember? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sam's like, well, that's, you know, that's it then. And Daniel is like, no, you, you have to... 
He's like, tell her you love her. Tell her you love her. So they drive to the airport. He chases her down in one of the most. That's a very. It's such a cinematic moment. And it. Because you have the music. Craig Armstrong, you knocked it out of the park with this one. (laughs) You have just. You can't help but like your emotions are so. And heightened. It, it's so sweet and it's it's so ridiculous because you were even going this is ridiculous i'm crying because i think it's just a wonderfully shot scene i mean I, I just love the scene because i mean it's so ridiculously unbelievable yeah. and yet it's it bore it i mean it bore it does border on like magical realism it, essentially mm-hmm. it is i mean because mm-hmm. in the real world this he never would have gotten nearly that far I mean, no. he gets to the game. And, and this is post 9 11, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, he's and he's running from security guards. Yeah. Really? He's going to, I mean. But whatever. hey, they're all watching TV because. Because Billy Mac. Billy Mac said if he wins. Coming down his promise of he'll perform naked. And that's what he's doing. His dumb song hits number one or whatever. And it did. So they're all watching him perform naked on TV. That's how he gets around. Um. Yeah, he makes it to the gate and. Um. You know, he calls, catches up with Joanna. She calls him by his name. You know my name. She kisses him on the cheek. Oh. And then. Um, Vanessa from Phineas and Ferb. Vanessa. And then Daniel bumps into uh, Carol, played by Claudia Shiver, which is funny because throughout the movie, he always makes jokes about how he's going to marry Claudia Shiver and they're going to have sex well, all over the house. That. That's the agreement he has with his wife that he can leave her for Claudia. Yes, yeah, he's she's his one. She and she was gonna. He was supposed to bring her to the wedding. I mean, to the funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, he's his. She is his desert island. His. I thought you'd the, say his the list. What? That, remember the, the friends? The free pass or whatever. Yeah, that friends episode. The um. Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he's always joking about Claudia Schiffer, and then he runs into Carol at the airport, played by Claudia Schiffer, so it's very tongue-in-cheek. You have to know who she is. I do like when he's If like, you didn't know who Claudia Schiffer was, you wouldn't understand yeah. that this is a funny scene. I mean, and I do like when he's telling that to, to Sam. He's like, oh, I'm kicking you out of the house, you motherless mongrel. Motherless. <laughs> motherless mongrel. Like, their relationship, and we were talking about this last night, how it's interesting that they made him... A stepdad instead mm-hmm. of his real dad because it it's gives, definitely more of a almost a pal a kind of a buddy yeah relationship it just makes it it's a completely it, different dynamic i mean it's it's definitely a a paternal loving relationship but it's also like this is my new like little best friend it's a it's yeah. a buddy and it's mm-hmm. not <sighs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a father-son relationship, but it's but it's, it's not more than that because it's not quite like a quote-unquote true father-son relationship. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's definitely a surrogate father-son. So it's it's a different. It's just different that mm-hmm. that would resonate with a lot of people, not me, because I don't have a stepdad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah, but it. So I don't. You know. I just thought it was an interesting decision, and I like it. it. I was, it stuck with me all night long, you know, it stuck with me all night long. Like, that's a stepson. Mm-hmm. Such an interesting mm-hmm. choice to do. Yeah. But, and 
If you don't know what we're talking about, just Google Sam Love, actually, and then your ovaries will burst, too. I mean, he is the... God! I, I can't explain how cute... It's like Baby Yoda. I, I had to Google him for whatever. And I I think when he was on Queen's Gambit, I think... Because he got that cowboy hat. That other actors were like, oh my God, were you the cute kid from Love, actually? Is that what you said? No, that's what they were asking him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> But no, yeah, my, my body goes through the same thing as when I see like Baby Yoda. Sure. When I see him and his big brown eyes. I mean, he was in Star hair. Wars. Sure. I mean... Why not? Okay. Sarah, Carl, and Michael. This one makes me the saddest. I don't think it's the most depressing. I think it's the saddest. It's definitely the saddest. Because all you want is for her to get what she wants. <laughs> Which is to fuck Carl. She wants to fuck Carl. And she who, can't. Who is God damn. Everyone, well, okay, the thing with this movie. We know who, we know who Carl, yeah, and Sean can't get over movie, how attractive everyone is. I, it makes me angry that this movie is chock full of just gorgeous people. Every, I mean, everywhere. You can't. Even Colin. Fucking Colin. But only when he's uh, in Wisconsin. He's a, Colin the sex god. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, Laura Linney looks great. I mean, she I looks. I love Laura Linney. And I feel like she is. What I would be like in England. <laughs> like, I can kind of see that. She's a little more unconfident sure. than me. Not that I'm super confident, because I'm not. But she's very like... She's very much out of her element. She's a fish out of water. She's super fish out of water. And... Because, I mean, she's, she's, like a tr- she's like a transplant. She's like an American working in Yeah, she's London, working right? at... At Harry's... And she works for Harry. Yeah. yeah, she works for Harry. She works um, at Harry's ad agency or whatever the fuck. Um, we first see her at Juliet and Peter's wedding. Um, yeah, she's uh, she works at Harry's graphic design company. And for years, well, two years. Was it seven months seven or months. three months? It's like seven months, two three, hours and three weeks. Yeah, something she She knows it down to the hour. Yeah. She's been in love with Carl. Played by Rodrigo Santoro. I mean, AKA come on. Xerxes, the golden god prince, king of Persia from 300. <laughs> the bald, bronze, yeah. gorgeous deity. Well, this. He's way more gorgeous in this movie because oh, yeah. he's. He has hair. His hair and the glasses. He has glasses. Like a Clark Kent type of thing going he's, on. He's Italian Clark Kent. I don't yeah. know if he's Italian. I'd be in love with Carl, too. Is he Italian? I don't even know. I don't know. Rodrigo Santoro. Sure sounds Italian. I don't know. Spanish? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um. So they finally uh, kind of hook up after the Christmas party, you know, mm-hmm. drives mm-hmm. her home, mm-hmm. and they're, like, starting to get it on. You're just like, you just want her to get it so bad, because she just wants him. And then um they're interrupted with uh, by her brother calling cuz her brother constantly calls her throughout the movie yes and so we find out that her brother is in a is in a home i don't know what do you want to call it it's a it's like a, a mental do you call them mental institutes i don't know what they call them it's uh, like a like a like a what do they call it like a mental care facility sure it would be like yeah. a sanatorium <laughs> that's an archaic name wow word. okay um yeah and he basically takes up her whole life she answers whenever he calls. Um, she has to go visit him. Some, t- you know, and he, he's, you know, the, everyone's trying to kill me, and she's like, "They're not trying to kill you." And 
She drops everything for him. And part of you is frustrated that she does it, especially when Carl's there. Like, dude, look, he's half naked. Come on, Carl. But then she's so, like, devoted to her brother. And it's just so, so sad. Oh, he's Brazilian. God, that's even even better. Jesus Christ, that's even worse. (laughs) God damn it. Um, Yeah, it just made me, it just makes me so sad. And... And that's, you know, her story that's, she never gets back, she never gets another chance that we know of in the movie with Carl. Sure. You know, mean, Christmas Eve, she's at the office alone and he leaves and he's like, Merry Christmas. She's like, Merry Christmas. And then her brother, or she calls her brother. Her phone doesn't ring. Unless but, it's on silent. Unless it's on silent. I don't know. Because um, yeah, the just, way she answers, the way she, when she picks up the phone, she, it's like she answers it. So, I mean, it's not like, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But. I don't know. It's just makes me sad because you just want her to be happy. I I mean, me, the ever the optimist is thinking, oh, she'll, you know, take two, you know, try again. And and then I was thinking, well, I'm like, Carl seems like the type of guy who would understand. But if he gets getting shafted to the side mm-hmm. after a while... I said shafted. To the side. I'm thinking of him half naked and I said shafted. <laughs> I'm gross. After a while, you'd be like, anyone would be like, well, you know what? I I can't do this. I mm-hmm. understand, you know, I understand that you have to be there for your brother, but hello, they have needs too. Because every time she answers the phone, you know, she's like, no, no, I'm not busy. Do you need me to come over there? Yeah. It's like, dude, Carl's like, dude, I'm naked. Anyway, that's the saddest one of all. And yeah. then we have Colin, Tony, and the American Girls. This might be my favorite oh, one, shit. just because of how ridiculous it is. Colin, Colin is so ridiculous. So Colin is he's a, frustrated with English women. He okay? he's kind of an incel, but not like the bad kind. He's like fuck English women. I mean, They're all snobby and stuck up. And he's his friend's striking, like, he's just striking out constantly because his friend kind of nails it for him. He's like, "You're ugly. You're." <laughs> Like, You're just picture, idiot. we kind of said he's like the British... Um, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. These big old eyes, and he's just, like, crazy he, looking. He has... Uh, um, oh, my God. He says the wrong what? things all the time. Um, Felicity Shagwell. What was Heather Graham? He has Heather Graham's eyeballs. No, but she's on, got pretty ones, on a, on a scrotum sack. <laughs> <laughs> you did not just say that. <sighs> okay yeah so yeah he's frustrated so he's like you know what you know americans love british guys i'm gonna go to america and his friend's like you're that's a dumb idea that's you're the dumbest idea you're an idiot yeah um but like like a he's so a week before christmas or whatever yeah he shows up at tony's house because he had rented out his flat yeah he's to ready pay to for go. his trip to america and he tells him he's going to wisconsin, wisconsin. <laughs> which anyone who lives in the States knows that's hilarious. And it makes perfect sense for him because he is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks Wisconsin is but the I, most But it's also very state. smart because he's not going by coastal. Well, no. He's going to go where he would be an oddity. As someone who went to college in Wisconsin, <laughs> if I met a British guy at one of the bars... That would be the hottest thing. I'd be right? like, fuck yes. Okay. I don't care if he looks like a Heather Graham. I'd... Scrotum. 
<laughs> and that's exactly what happens. It, it's such a... It's a comic book. Because it, when he... Yeah, this idea is ridiculous. But as soon as he lands in Milwaukee... It's the premise to a, any porn movie. Okay. Um, as soon as he lands in Milwaukee, every single thing works out for him. I mean, he's ordering a Budweiser in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Home and of Paps, Mil- Old Milwaukee. I mean, they don't. Sure. They you don't. They don't brew Budweiser in Milwaukee. <laughs> okay. Um, and he meets three girls, two blondes and a brunette. Sure. Right. Um, <laughs> played by uh, Ivana. Mila Chivek, that's Stacy, and January Jones plays Jeannie. She would be on Mad Men in a couple of years after this. And Carol Ann, played by Alicia Cuthbert, who I was so excited to see because I just watched her in uh, the best horror movie I've seen in a long time called House of Wax. Everyone should watch it. Um, and of course, they fall right away for his accent and, you know, making him say things. Bottle, bottle, and they just think it's. I do like that. The what is this table? Ta- table oh, the sounds the same. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I don't have a place to stay, and so they invite him <sighs> to uh, their house. And, and comically, they're so broke. They only have one bed, and they can't even afford pajamas, so they sleep in the <laughs> nude. That's so ridiculous. But and apparently, yeah. he was. So thrilled to get that to shoot that scene that he gave up his paycheck for that day because he got to be undressed by three naked women in real life. He he literally gave up. He returned his check for that day. That is because it was an honor just to just. Oh my god, that's funny. The reward was the scene itself, and I love that they're like, "Oh, and there's a fourth one. There's she's a fourth the sexy she's one. She's the sexy one." And I mean, we meet her at all the three end of these the women. Are the They're, hottest women in Wisconsin? Probably. In Wisconsin, whatever. I mean, and quite possibly the the hottest women in this movie, not necessarily the most attractive, but I mean, they're the hottest. Well, because they're American and they're you know they're slutty. I mean, you know, oh rude. But I mean, and that's hot. But I mean, oh my god, yeah. So yeah, his storyline is just it it it's all gold for and Colin, then, the sex god. Because you're just going, I can't believe it. What the fuck? I, he did it. He did exactly what he set out to do. I mean... It's the only thing that works out for anyone in this movie. <laughs> he He's the ultimate underdog. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it's just the most ridiculous, like, storyline. And finally, we have John and Judy. John and just Judy. Just Judy. Uh, John, played by Martin Freeman. Mr. Bilbo Baggins himself. And Judy, played by Joanna Page, who you might probably not remember from From Hell. I'm a princess. She's one who has the baby. And then the, the, and gets the her lobotomy. head cut open. Yeah. So they, pre- they play uh, professional stand-ins for movies. And um, they're working on a movie where the, it's all like sex scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's very awkward. He is the the he has the whitest body I've ever seen. Well, they're, yeah, I mean they're both pasty because white. both these people. I mean she's very cute, but not who you'd expect to be, like in a. It's sex- a softcore porn movie. Yeah, and then it's Martin Freeman who. He's Watson. He's Bilbo. 
God. He's not Dodo. Um, you know, and he's just like, it's nice to have someone to I can chat with. Yeah. As they're like, as he's like rubbing her boobs and like they're going through the motions, fake motions, but um. So they're very comfortable with what they have to do on set, but then... I mean, when she's, like, mock-blowing him, and she, they're just having a conversation. God. So, so, yeah, they're very comfortable doing all that, but then the when he asks her out, they're very shy they're like, they're like school kids. I mean, oh it's, it's ridiculous. Just, but, yeah, they go to the Christmas pageant, where everyone else is. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, they end up getting engaged. I mean, in the epilogue, we see that she, mm-hmm. and they're just... Or have they already gotten married and are they off to their honeymoon? Is oh, that why maybe. they're at the... At the airport? Because they're not meeting anyone. Yeah, that makes sense. They happen to run into Tony, who's waiting for Colin, the sex god, <laughs> to return from America. Yeah, what does he say when he... We were proud to mention Colin when you wanted to... Oh, I'll put that in. America, watch out! Here comes Colin Frizzle. And he's got a big knob. Yeah, and this also has a uh, Rufus. Played by Rowan Atkinson, who is the jewelry salesman. Um, and he is the distraction that mm-hmm. lets Sam the, get into the I guess terminal. It was um, revealed that he was originally supposed to be a Christmas angel in this and movie. Disappears after he distracts. But then they kind of dropped that from the script, and so he just kind of—he's just the weird jewelry guy. He just happens to be the convenient uh, distractor. He's the—he's the—he's the Deus Ex Machina. Yes. Um, he's such a weird. I. <sighs> so all these stories are are linked, which we talked about, um, except for like Billy Mack and his manager. Um, but but, but Sam he appears, sees him on TV. Yeah, it says um Billy appears frequently on characters' radios and TVs. His music video um twice provides an uh, an important plot device for Sam's pursuit of Joanna. Mm-hmm. Um, the pair also crossed paths with. The other characters in the cross scene, in, I'm sorry, in the Heathrow scene mm-hmm. at the end. John and Judy work with Tony, who's best friends with Colin, who works for a catering company that services the office where Sarah, Carl, Mia, and Harry work. Mia is friends with Mark, who runs the art gallery where the party takes place. Mm-hmm. Mia lives next door to Natalie. Mark is in love with Juliet and is friends with Peter. Um, the couple are friends with Jamie and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Harry, uh, and they were at, yeah, the, he was at his wedding, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. wedding, whatever. Harry is married to Karen, who's friends with Daniel, and Karen's brother is David, who works with Natalie. Harry and Karen's children, and of course, David's niece and nephew. And Natalie's. And Natalie's siblings, yeah. and that's Mia's neighbors. And Carol's son are all schoolmates of Sam and Joanna. So that's kind of everything kind of merges together. So yeah, everyone kind of at the end. They're all connected by one, at least one degree, mm-hmm. and they can't. You can't really have them know Billy Mac because he's like he's uber a famous. famous. Yeah, so they, so they all be... know who he is. They, he doesn't know who yeah. any of these people are. No, he doesn't ever not meet at all. them. He wouldn't, you know. No, but like you said, he's kind of he's everywhere. sort of their. He's their kind of. He's their one degree because he is all around. Yeah. To get it. Christmas is oh all God. around me. Yeah. So that's all the stories of the people and how they intersect. And what's oh, your favorite? We, we didn't Ooh. even mention when Colin comes back from America. He, well, the, the epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. He brings the, the, the sexy the, one, the fourth roommate, and her sister. 
So the sexy one was that Harriet? What was her yep. name? Yep. <laughs> Played by Elizabeth Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. I almost said Elizabeth Hurley. Nope. God. Shannon Elizabeth, whose sister is <laughs> Denise Richards. Denise Richards. In like, a there were like cowboy hat who are not at all unlikable in their in the one small scene they have. Yeah. They're very tolerable. Because you're like, oh, yeah, that's the typical American hottie. And, I mean, this was 2003? Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they were. I mean, Shannon Elizabeth was still, I mean, American Pie was, what, 99 or something? They were, they were still. Denise Richards was a Bond girl. Relevant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they would have been, you know, well-known. Yes. Still, so, yeah. It's so dumb. Then the just the star power in this movie is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's. I didn't even. I didn't even cut and paste the cast list because it just goes on forever. It, just scrolling through the IMDb is yeah. dumb. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. I I I, I want to know. Oh, I wasn't at. So wait, I know this isn't. Where we do it normally, but what's the budget? Um, the budget was about 40, 45 million. I wonder if like 30 of that was for salaries, just because there's so know. many goddamn but people. Then again, you know, Richard Curtis. Everyone loves Richard Curtis. I mean, he has his people, and maybe they're like, you know, I could do two days on set. I could work for scale for you because I know it's going to be fun. I get but to I mean, if you want to talk, you know, yeah, forty million. It, it made a lot of money. Three hundred. Well, two forty-six million. Not for a Christmas movie is, is pretty good for a British movie. Yeah, it actually made a little bit more in America. I think I read it was like sixty some compared to like fifty some. Okay. Which um, okay. we like our Brits. Um, the soundtrack reached number one on the UK albums chart and by Christmas 2018 so that's 15 years later it spent 348 weeks on the chart <laughs> the music in this movie is such a time capsule of early 2000s music I mean mm-hmm. you have early Kelly Clarkson you got Sugar Babes <laughs> you got Maroon 5 I mean it's just like oh is there I don't remember yeah anymore. um yeah, it was. I was just like, oh, "Wow, I remember these were all LimeWire songs." Because <laughs> that's when I had LimeWire. It was like 2003. Um, and it, the soundtrack reached. The, Not that we condone. No. Peer to peer movie sh- music sharing. I never shared with anyone. I just took that. Well, okay. <laughs> I never made anything to be shared. Um, and the soundtrack reached top 40 on the U.S. Billboard 200 in 2004 and ranked. Second on the top soundtracks chart. Wow. So the soundtrack was was good. Unfortunately, there's no score soundtrack, which is what I would rather have. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, what are you you thinking? 55. A little bit higher. Oh, 61. 64. Mm. It kind of had mixed reviews, and it still has mixed reviews. I think it kind of ebbs. And flows. I think I think a lot of people think it's just schlocky. Again, saccharin. Just 
And then you have the people who think it's problematic. Sure. I think it just has its ups and downs. Every now and then you get like a think piece that's written and people are like, oh, yes. No, this is a problem. We don't like this movie. Well, and, I, and then you get the people who are like, you know what? This is still a, re- a really great movie. I mean, I I had to re-listen to the Screen Drafts Hugh Grant episode because I knew this at least came up. Mm. I couldn't remember if it was played or not. And it does make their list. And Guy Branham loves this movie. Mm-hmm. And Winter Mitchell <laughs> hates this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think both Ryan and Clay like it enough. I think Clay likes it more. Mm-hmm. Sure. But also because Ryan has kind of weird taste in movies. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. so yeah. I mean, and it, it, it was and still is, you know, a hotly contested It definitely is. Movie. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it keeps it I mean, in the zeitgeist. Keeps it fresh. Every year someone new finds it and gives their hot take. I'm just, I, I, I mean, I, I get that not everything is for everyone. Yeah. There's, Obviously. There, there's no one thing that is universally beloved. Mm-hmm. And when I hear, but when I hear or read or see people just hating this movie. I'm like, but why? I'm like, I'm like mm-hmm. me of all people. Yeah. Not known for my warm cuddliness. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. And I'm like, yeah. this, this. You like what you like. This speaks to me. I know the internet likes to tell people that what they like is bad. And unless you like, like Nazis and racism and shit like that, you can like whatever you want. I mean, everyone has their tastes. I, whoa, what the, what oh, are you geez. doing, cat? I thought she was going to eat my face. <laughs> everyone has their different tastes. And I can't stand when people like, are like, oh, that movie sucks. Why do you like it? Because like, they like it. Like you're Amanda on that. I don't want to talk about her. <laughs> Not talking about her. Um, Yeah. And I mean, like for someone like Winter Mitchell, who I love. I think she's very funny. Okay. I would love to just sit down and just pick her brain. Talk about, about this, this movie. Mm. I, I want to see, because she does go into a little bit of why she doesn't like it, but I really, I want to, I want to understand. Okay. Why? She, on one hand, I'm a, I would be afraid to, because I think, oh, I don't like it now either. Oh. But I don't know if that. Are you I, easily swayed am I easily by sway, Am I one of those people? <laughs> I think you know me pretty well. Would I? Can I be no, moved? No. I think you're like, well, like, you know what? When I, I still like it. Like, I think I dig my heels in and I go, no, this is, this to me is still very good. I can understand how you see it as bad. I get it. Mm-hmm. I can look beyond. Yeah. That. And I and, think you know. people like that would respect. But I, I am curious other... why. I don't know. Because it's got some problematic issues. No, I know. And I get it. And people love to use that word problematic. I want to find a different word. Can we use a different word? I I mean, I, I know like Laura Linney also hates that her character answered the phone in the bedroom. I get it. <laughs> I think Laura Linney really wanted her character to... Can we get further than this, please? <laughs> Look at him! <laughs> I mean... Yeah. No, nope, I get and I, it. And I do like that Andrew Lincoln doesn't like his character's actions. And I really like his character, though. 
That's interesting. I mean, like... Mm-hmm. Because he... he Because you say he seems real. Well, he seems... If a dude came to our door with cue cards for, for me, would you be like, oh, I understand what he's doing, though? Well, but see, I... And I ran out in the alley and kissed him. But the whole thing is I wouldn't know. Because Chibito doesn't you think ever Kira, know. You think uh, Juliet feels guilt the no. rest of her life? No. Because I think that selfish Mr. Mark threw all this guilt on Kira's shoulders to deal with. He'd be like, well, I got my closure. Good luck with that. And she, the rest of her life, she's going, oh, my God. Should I have given him a chance? No, I'm happily married to Chewie. I feel bad for her now because now she's got to live with this shit. I don't know. I mean. Like if the three of them hang out. Because we see them at the end and they're. Yeah. I I, I imagine that. As far as Chewie knows, the two of them have warmed up to each other. And now there's three friends, not. Two. Not not him being friends with or you know. Mm. Not him being with her and him having his friend. I just feel bad for Juliet now. Because I know I would probably just feel guilty the rest of my life. Even if I hadn't done anything. And really, she didn't do anything no. about this. I would feel guilty keeping that. But wait, so wait, if you... So if you knew that someone at your work confessed their love to me was pining for you but made no move but he I don't know I don't like it <laughs> That's all I'm going to say Okay fair <laughs> I'm I'm saying you can I'm telling I'm I'm Hmm. I'm saying don't burden yourself. If that were to happen to you, don't don't burden yourself. It's fine. I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> and with that, we're gonna take a quick a, break. A, a quick break. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. Huh? What? That was a long break. What were you doing? The water pot. The oh. teapot. <sighs> What are we talking about? Don't feel burdened by someone professing yes. the love to oh, you. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I give you my permission to accept it freely. Um, But yeah, I just, yeah, you're right. This movie is highly contested and you know, like what you like. Yeah, there's some things I would change about this movie. Like I would... Like, I would be fine with changing the Mark storyline, the Mark Juliet. What would it be then? I don't know. Yeah, it'd be something it would still completely be, different. Well, I mean. I or, don't know. Or do you have it where Peter finds out that Mark is in love with his wife and they. And Kira never finds out. And they have a fall. I'd rather out. her not know. I because we don't want to burden Kira. I, I don't want to burden Juliet. Which I love that name, by the way. I love Juliet. Okay, Romeo. Yeah, I love Romeo and Juliet, but I don't like Romeo. Romeo. But anyways, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who's your favorite? Well, I th- I really like you know David and Natalie. Sure, but they don't count because that's it's Hugh Grant. Okay, then Sam. <laughs> Just Sam. And I love Liam Neeson though. I love Liam Neeson in this movie because. Oh God, he's just so fucking good. And, I don't know. Him and Emma Thompson together are fantastic. Like they should be in everything together. Like they're I just mean, friends in this movie. If anyone's wondering, I know I thought they were siblings at first, and I really remembered oh, I, that Hugh Grant is yeah, David's her sibling. And I was like, God, and they've had to have been in other things together. She's been with she's been in everything with everyone, but I don't know what they have been together. Oh. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's your favorite? It's, mm-hmm. I mean... No, you're like Colin. And Aurelia. Colin. Oh, Not Col- Colin Firth. Colin, the sex... The you, sex... His whole name. Colin the sex god. Yes, I'm sorry. Please. I didn't say his whole name. <laughs> I, I do like him. He's... Just because it's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I do. I never would have thought I would be a Colin Firth person. Mm-hmm. But I do like Colin and Colin Firth and Aurelia. Or what's his name? Jamie. Jamie. Mm-hmm. I do like Jamie and Aurelia. Just because mm-hmm. I mean it's yes. It's one it of those was things. Very fun watching last night. I had to go to the bathroom, but then. A scene would come up. I'm like, oh, well, I love this scene with these guys. And then they would show a go to a different story. I'm like, oh, but I gotta see these guys now because I love them all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That especially, I was like, okay, I just gotta pause it because I'm gonna pee my pants. But it was one <laughs> of those like where I just wanted to see. Oh no, I love this one. Oh no, I love this one. Oh no, I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So 64 Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what uh, Ebert thought of this whole thing. Didn't say. What are you doing? What are you playing? I'm looking for a, a line that mm. uh, Karen says. Uh, Emma Thompson. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. Like during what part? When she's comforting Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. And he starts crying or whatever. And she's like, no oh. one's going to sleep with a... No one's going to have sex with a pussy? Is that what she says? <laughs> Something right? like that? It fucking made me laugh. Cause, oh. Like, he is the kind of, that that character is the, not Liam Neeson. You wouldn't say that to Liam Neeson. But no. you would say it to that character, just matter-of-factly, just but slap him in the face Also, let him cry, though. <laughs> it was sad because we were talking about how Liam Neeson lost his real-life wife. You said what? Two thousand nine, right? Is when yeah, like six years later, um, Natasha Richardson died. I was praying that it did not happen just before this movie. Can you imagine, holy shit! I mean, it's sad enough watching his on-screen wife, who we never even meet in this movie, like the funeral mm-hmm. and the Bay City Rollers, which is playing the same song. Even at the the, wedding, <laughs> I I can't even imagine. I don't. Is it a is it a normal thing for a spouse to carry their? I don't know, but it's very emotional in this movie because he's crying. I, 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 I 
I don't to, know. I don't follow stuff like that. I'm trying to think of any kind of any. Have I seen a funeral where a husband has carried his wife's casket? I've never been to one of those. I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I watched a movie on Netflix called Love Wedding Repeat. <laughs> the day after tomorrow. <laughs> the edge of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. Oh, here. Oh. Get a grip. People hate sissies. Sissies. That's no one's it. ever going to shag you if you cry all the time. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, if and anyone's going to say it to you. he goes and jokes about shagging Claudia Schiffer in yeah. Sam's room. You I mean, motherless anyone, mom girl. If anyone's going to say it to you, it's going to be Emma Thompson. Yeah. So this movie on Netflix, Love, Wedding, Repeat. Uh, Olivia Munn. I'm trying to figure out. If I like her or not. Like, acting. Hard to tell. (laughs) I thought of it because I thought of the wedding and the movie. It's about a wedding. And it's one of those takes place in one sitting type of movies. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. the wedding. Yeah. And what happens if people sit in a different spot? It's almost kind of like a Groundhog Day scenario. I mean... So we go through one of the weddings so and then... So all like, it's all hypotheticals, kind of? Yeah. Okay. And then well, what would happen if they would have been sitting here? Because someone gets roofied. Wow. Yeah. I had to make sure we were <laughs> And that whole storyline, and this is what would happen if that, if someone, if this person had been... What is it called? Love, Mary? Lo- love, wedding, repeat. I laughed so many times during this movie, you guys. I had no idea what it was about. I just let Netflix autoplay it. Ugh. Yeah, I'm like, just go. Yeah, it takes place in Rome. Olivia Munn is very pretty. Well, can't tell if she can act yet. She's fine. Sam Claflin with his big white teeth. Who's Sam Claflin? I feel like he was in uh, Catching Fire, Hunger Games. Eleanor Tomlinson. Yes, she plays uh, Aislinn. No. I like her. I don't know what she's in, but she has very pretty eyes. And very red hair. But everyone in this movie was so goddamn funny. I laughed so many times and I didn't know what the fuck I was watching. <laughs> anyway. And her name was Dina M. If you know anything about me, you know that the name Dina and the last name started with M because that was her nameplate on the at the table at the wedding. I was like, fuck you, movie. <laughs> Stolen my ideas. Anyway, recommend. Oh, she was in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. She was. With uh, Taylor. What's the guy's name? From Kick-Ass. Oh, Aaron Taylor name? Johnson. Maybe. Yeah. He's in that. He plays Angus. No, Angus is the cat. Oh, is it? Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Love Guaranteed. What? With Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. Jesus. And Damon Wayans Jr. And good old Heather Graham, who's on screen for about five minutes. Oh, my God. It made my day when I saw her, by the way. But I haven't seen Rachel Lee Cook in about 20 years. And I was so excited to see her. In 2020, in this movie, she has not aged at all. She was fucking on her game. 
She is never not. But I haven't seen her in so long. I was like, I'll watch anything with her. And she was like, she not a misstep. Like, it's, huh? you wouldn't have thought that she went into hiding for a while or whatever she's she She's a goddamn pro. She is, because she's from Minnesota. That was a very entertaining movie, too. It's very <laughs> predictable. Much more down-the-line romantic, like, you you know, like a Lifetime-type movie. Sure. Like, you know exactly how it's going to end up. You know what's going to happen. Sure. They're going to fall in love. Whereas the love wedding repeat was like... Like your, like your New Zealand in love Oh, yeah, and that one was good, too. Oh, my God, no. Falling in love, in has two ends. Oh, God. Where Christina Milian, the singer of the Kim Possible song. I mean, I do like her. I mean. Okay. okay. She plays a, you know, San Francisco, like, exec, does, like, solar panels and shit. All, like, (laughs) stuff that's good for the world. What's what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, eco-friendly type of things? Sure. Her... Company like goes belly up. She breaks up with her boyfriend because he doesn't want to move in together yet because he still needs his space. She's like, fuck you. That always has to happen, you know, at the beginning of a movie. And then she enters the contest to win an inn in New Zealand. She's like, what the hell? Why not? She writes, you have to write an essay. And she's really drunk when she writes it, but she ends up winning. So she moves to this tiny town in New Zealand thinking that She's going to have this gorgeous little inn. Of course, she arrives there. It's in complete disrepair. And she meets a hot guy to help her fix it up. Mm. A hot Kiwi. Who's also a volunteer fireman. Because of course he is. Anyway, I have been in a very specific mood this week. And those are the movies that I've been wanting to watch. Eleanor Tomlinson is in The Nevers. Okay. (laughs) She's also in Love Wedding. (laughs) Repeat, she plays the bride. I can't t- tell who the the Indian chick is in that movie though. Love wedding repeat. Yeah. I'm like, were you a Patil, Padme, Padma? She's someone I've seen before. Anyway, okay. I just wanted to quick mention those three movies if you need something to watch. In line with Love Actually. Does she play Amanda? Yes. Freda Pinto. Yep, that's her. Okay. I don't know what she is. Slumdog Millionaire. <gasps> that, yep. She was in Slumdog Rise Millionaire. Rise of Planet of the Apes. Ooh, yep. Good shit. Hillbilly Elegy. I won't see it. Love Wedding Repeat. Ha! <laughs> anyway, yeah. So if you need movies that are like Love Actually, there's three right there for you. The Love Wedding Repeat's probably more like Love Actually because it's more of a vignette type of thing. Because it's following these people's different Sure. situations at the wedding sure <sighs> or you can watch shadow and bone it's only yeah sean's episodes. watching i'm not in the mood for tv so it, they're like it's like a movie because i'm sure it is but they're long <laughs> i read the books in one weekend because i thought they were fantastic but i loved the love story and that's all between her and him alina the, and does name start with a k there's mal yep mal I had someone specific in my head when I read this. Oh, I wish I remember who it was. Okay. Mal. Malcolm Reynolds. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about Love Actually? Go watch it, guys. It's a Christmas uh, movie, but it'll give you the warm fuzzies. And if you have issues with Mark, don't worry. So do I. 
And so does Mark. And so does most everyone. But watch it for the cool hat that Kira Knightley wears. Which she and wore because she had a zit on her head. And she sure did. They couldn't really cover up for some yeah. reason. Because they used all their budget on salary instead of makeup and hair. You would look at it and be like, everything looks perfect. But okay. To me, you are perfect. And that's where we end. Should we... um? Should we figure out what we're watching next week? Hope it's another Christmas movie. I'm just kidding. We're at 179. Hey, Google. Pick a number from 1 to 179. Bing. 170. Oh. Jesus. All right. Refurbing. This is actually good timing because... Mm. Screen drafts, they're doing movies about television. And this is a movie about television. Truman Show. It is the Truman Show. Whoa, look at that. Ron Howard? Nope. Peter Weir. We had this conversation before. Yeah, we did. Because we thought Ron Howard it feels like a Ron Howard. Did Ed TV. Okay. Maybe that's right. <sighs> yeah. Peter Weir. Because it, it does feel like a Ron Howard. A little bit. Um I mean, it would be a little, it's a little dark for a Ron Howard. It's a little dark, yeah. That's why but, he did a TV. But yeah. So Truman Show, 1998. This movie is really good. I don't think I've seen it since 1998. Um, It's really good. It's one of those that it's, I just, I know it's good, it, but I can't watch it constantly. Because no. it is kind of a bummer. Not like Man on the Moon, though. Well, no. Again, that's. You watch it once every five to seven years, and yeah. you're good. And yeah, it's probably been about twenty years since I've seen it. So, um, but I'm excited to watch it again because I want to see it again. I mean, because it is, it is, it is enjoyable. I think Jim Carrey is really great in it. I remember thinking it was great. Mm-hmm. I'll have to see again what I think. Because Jim Carrey's not being goofy. He's not being Jim Carrey. He's actually... This was probably one of the first serious roles I saw him do. Mm -hmm. So. Ed Harris. Yep. Is kind of our villain. Is Laura Linney in this? No. (sighs) No. Ed Harris is always the villain. He's the guy behind the... He's the guy... guy, Behind the curtain. He's He's the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. All right, so next week, guys, Truman Show. Go watch it if you have not. Um, until then, you can follow us on the socials, even though I haven't. Because Instagram is boring. I made a Facebook page, but I hate how they do pages. I have. I don't want to post anything. It's so annoying. Okay. They so. keep telling me I'm a business. I need to add things to WhatsApp. And I got to, no, I don't, no. It's so convoluted. I'm like, go away. Okay. Um, Twitter is where I'm mostly at, but don't follow me. Follow our show. Why do we own this one? Instagram is why do we own this DVD? Oh, yeah. I've, I forgot that I control the Twitter and you, you control do. the Instagram. Yeah. Want to go tradesies? I'm just kidding. I'll try to yeah. post them on the, in, Instagram. It's just, uh, I, I and it's because I use the Twitter now as more of my. You're, you comment. We're using that all the time. Yeah, I because I forget. 
Okay. And then, because I don't want to then switch to my personal, which I don't even use anymore. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, so now I think the the podcast Twitter is now my identity Twitter because. That's fine. Um, but my, yeah. my Plantstagram is still going okay. strong. Good for you. Um, thanks as always to mm-hmm. Brushy One String for writing and performing our theme song. You can peruse Brushy's musical catalog and all of his merch at brushyonestring.com. Thanks to Marlene LePage for our artwork. Um, yeah, I don't have any other any other things to plug, promote, to, to know. What song am I ending on? Or the PM's theme. <laughs> Cora, are you beeping? Cora's like, I know which one to end on. I mean, you can... Whoa, you heard that purr? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, you weirdo. Then credits is like Kelly Clarkson, Trouble with Love, or Sugar Babes, Too Lost in You. The PM, Craig did, Armstrong's PM love theme is my did favorite. Did they replace... Cora. Wow. Shh, uh-huh. Talking here. Did they did they switch out a song for the American version mm-hmm. with the Kelly with Kelly Clarkson? Yeah. yeah. They took away like It was Sugar Babes. Sugar Babes. But okay. there you can still hear them after the Kelly Clarkson song, I think. Cuz I watched all the credits last night and mm. I think Too Lost in You came on. But I mean for theatrically though, was it just I don't Yeah, I did Kelly read that Clarkson. they had like done some swapping cuz they were different soundtracks. You got score on the UK one. You didn't get score on Oh, the, really? Yeah. Which is annoying. Well, which so is, you, you gotta buy their soundtrack on. I UK, want full score. UK iTunes. I want complete score, not a bunch of songs I already have on their actual albums. Anyway, okay, we gotta go. We're like almost on two hours. Jeez. You gotta go watch a movie or something. I was gonna watch uh, South Paw. <laughs> Did you say South Park? No, I'm not watching South Park. South Paw. I'm trying to fill in the holes of the Gyllenhaal filmography. That almost sounded dirty. Fill um, in the Gyllenhaal holes. And I, the only one I wanted to really see was Source Code. It's not streaming anywhere. Oh, just watch Time Code then. You can get your Selma Hayek and Stellan Skarsgård holes. Is Hayden Christensen in that? Oh, I don't no, know. No, he's in like Time Jump or Jumper. Jumper. Okay. Time Leap is like Paul. Time Leap? Paul Walker. Fuck is that now? Time cop is Jean Claude Van Damme. They like to use the word time. Time, always ticking. All right, guys, we're out of here. Enjoy this wonderful song by Sugar Babes. I get over my head. I can't help Thank you. myself. I can't break the spell. I can't even try. I don't think Limewire exists anymore. Bye. I'm in over my head. You got under. My skin, I got no strength at all in the state that I'm in. And my knees are weak, and my mouth can't speak. Fell too far this time. Are you not entertained?